Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Mike and Joel with you for yet one more, one more edition of Growing in Grace. And then we'll probably do another one after that, but you and, never know. And maybe one after that, too. Yes. We we don't know for sure, but God <laughs> knoweth. Um, how's it going, Joel? <laughs> it's going good. And I don't speak King James, so I don't have a clue what you're saying. I just know that that was King James. <laughs> I know it's it's like the Three Stooges in Pig Latin. You you can you can pick up on it pretty quick. Just just put some e f uh, some e t h on the end of your words and and uh, some thous and these and, uh, and you'll, you'll catch on. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna be King James only now from now on. If. <laughs> Oh man, what a series, huh? I mean, hasn't this been awesome for me? And I think for you too, Cap. This has been awesome. I don't know what our listeners are thinking of this, but uh, talking about uh, something that's so important. What we've been doing is taking a look at the words of Jesus. A lot of times, what we've done in the church is we've we've said, "Well, Jesus said it," and so it applies to our life in Christ. And what we've been trying to do here in this series is point out how Jesus had this ministry to the Jews, the people of Israel, that preceded the New Covenant, but it wasn't the New Covenant. Now, he did say some New Covenant things, and we will get to that in in this series. Um, But we've been talking a lot from the Sermon on the Mount and various other places where Jesus was at least in our minds, it's, it's clear that Jesus was talking law talk to the Jews who were under the law uh, for the purpose. If we haven't brought this out yet, if, if you haven't gotten this, uh, at least get this, that the purpose of why did he do this was so that people would understand that all of their law-keeping, all of their performance was not ever going to be good enough. And he was pointing them through the, the futility of their good works, the, the futility of their law-keeping. He was trying to point them to show, uh, to show them that they needed something greater than what the law could ever do, and that was the gift uh, that God would eventually give through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So there's where we're at right now. We talked last week about how Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. Uh, And we compared that or contrasted it, I guess, with Paul's words that we can forgive other people. We're to forgive other people because in Christ, God has already forgiven us. See, there's a difference there. And we'll move on with a little bit more uh, wrapping up, uh, perhaps with some more talk about from the Sermon on the Mount and then moving on to other things. Yeah, and, and what we f- really finished up with at the end of that program that you were just referring to was when at the end of Matthew 6, when, when Jesus said, uh, again, speaking to these uh, to his Jewish disciples, to the, that was his audience, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Uh, see, the sermon started out talking about their righteousness and, and how it would have to exceed that of the Pharisees and so on. And, and then he proceeded to show them that they really wouldn't be able to attain righteousness and perfection that would be required to enter the kingdom of heaven. And so at the end of Matthew 6, after Jesus pounded them with the law and told them what they needed to start praying for, which would be a better covenant and, and, a, and a new kingdom, then um, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
See, before they, they before under the first covenant, the Jewish people were just running around in circles, uh, walking on a treadmill, trying to establish their own righteousness apart from faith, and they were unable to do so. And that's why Jesus said, "Seek first the King, and seek." his righteousness, which would be gifted to us in this new and better covenant, whether Jew or Gentile. And and so, do we seek the king and his righteousness anymore? No, we, we don't need to do that because we've been gifted with his righteousness. Uh, we have become a part of his life. And so, I know it gets applied to, to Christian standards because when you're seeking something, it, it implies you don't have it or, you know, or that you're not aware of it anyway. And and so uh, that certainly wouldn't be the case here under a new and better covenant. But kind of what you were talking about, Joel, this, this, this new mindset, this different paradigm, an entirely different way of thinking as we look at the four books known as the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and realizing that much, much of what Jesus is doing in his ministry is targeted not at you and I under a, a new and better covenant after the cross, but this was before the cross, and Jesus' ministry was largely focused on those who were in that first Mosaic covenant under that law uh, and helping them to realize that there was a, a good news uh, gospel to be shared but they had to come to the realization that they couldn't keep the law in, in order to arrive at that place of righteousness. So much of what Jesus would minister was the old covenant and the law. Remember, remember why the law was given? Not to reduce sin, not to make people better, not to provide more morality. Um, it wasn't for any of that. Uh, the, the law was given to show people that they could not keep it. And they needed, as you said, Joel, they, they needed something different and better. And Jesus would be that gift. He would be that covenant. He would be our king and kingdom. He would be our righteousness. It's all through him, and it's all because of him. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, just to uh, you know, further this idea that Jesus was ministering to the people of Israel, as we uh, move ahead real briefly here in the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 7, We've gone through parts of 5 and 6. In, in Matthew 7, picking up at, at verse 6 here, Matthew 7, 6, Jesus says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine. Now, I, I used to look at this as a, a Christian teaching, not understanding what Jesus was saying here. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine. We as Christians aren't supposed to give whatever to to Gentiles, to those evil people, those swine. Uh, but here, just focus on this thing here. Do not give what is holy to the dogs. Well, uh, a little bit later in Matthew 15, Jesus comes across this woman, a woman from Canaan, a Gentile woman. Uh, she cried out to him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. He ignored this woman. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So Jesus himself testifies here. His ministry, the people he was sent to were the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So this is what he's doing at this point in his ministry anyway. Then this woman, she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. 
Uh, but he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread, the children's bread, and throw it to the little dogs. He himself is applying what he had said earlier about not giving what is holy to the dogs. He's not going to do it as, as a Jew and uh, as this Gentile woman uh, is seeking something from him. Yet, she said, this woman said, Yet, Lord, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said, there are, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So we do know from the rest of the scriptures that Jesus and all that he did was eventually meant for the entire world, Jews and Gentiles alike. But we can see from his words in uh, Matthew 7, as well as his words here in Matthew 15, that he knew that his ministry was for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, Gentiles. That was that was what the Jews called the Gentiles, the dogs and swine, these unholy people. So anyway, I just wanted to touch on that uh, before we move on with anything else. And that's a good point. Uh, again, putting on some old covenant lenses here to be able to see some of these things as to what Jesus was trying to minister to his Jewish disciples. Uh, and then just a real quick to wrap up the sermon here with a couple of things. Jesus went on right after that to say, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, uh, to the one who knocks, it will be opened. And so what's he talking about here? Well, this is really just a few verses after Jesus at the end of Matthew 6 said, Seek first the kingdom. So he's continuing on a pattern here, seek first the kingdom. So he's telling them, knock, seek, find. There's something that you have been missing out on under this first covenant, under the law, that you can now get ready to enter into, and you should be looking for it, looking for the opportunity, looking for this new thing that would be coming. Jesus would be this new thing. But of course, the new covenant had not arrived yet because Jesus hadn't died. He went on to say, which of you, if he has a son, will ask him, if the son asks for bread, Will, will the, the parent give, uh, give him a stone? If the son asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And Joel Luke took this a step further and said, how much more will your Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And mm -hmm. so we, we see where Jesus is starting to head down a little bit of a different road, a, a bit more of a narrow road, you might say, because Jesus went on to say, um, whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. This is the law and the prophets. So the law and the prophets, there is a phrase we saw at the beginning of the sermon, but in a little bit of a different context now. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. Well, what would that be? Well, it would be through the works of the law. The, the narrow way would be Jesus Christ. He's the only way. He's the only door. He's the narrow gate. So we, we kind of see where Jesus is starting to just pivot a little bit here during the sermon, Joel, after after hammering the law those first couple chapters of the sermon. Yes, I mean, you can, you can see him, him doing that. And all throughout the ministry of Jesus, if you begin to look at things with this lens, with this understanding that Jesus had this ministry to Israel— uh, I think it, it it becomes easier. I know it's become. We were just talking about this before we uh, started recording today. Maybe not in these words, but I mean, it's it's become easier for you and I, Cap, and I hope for people listening to see 
uh, and to understand what Jesus was really saying. I mean, you can, I can now look at uh, a lot of the parables of Jesus, and I look at those parables, and I understand that he was talking Jew talk, law talk, to those who were under the law, to Israel, and it, it changes things. You know, we take the parable of the, of the talents, for example, we try to make that into a Christian teaching. It was really had nothing to do with, with Christianity and so many of the other things that Jesus said. Now, again, Jesus did have words that had to do with the new covenant. For one thing, we're not discarding any of the words of Jesus. We're trying to look at them in the context of the old covenant ministry of Jesus and then his new covenant talk. We're, we're looking at, we're trying to contrast those things and seeing that each had a place. Each had its legitimate place. So we're not chucking any of it aside. Uh, we're just trying to uh, look at the words of Jesus in context. And uh, something, uh, an encounter that Jesus had with uh, a person who we'll call rich, the rich young ruler. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. The Christian application that I've heard <laughs> that people have brought out of the encounter, Jesus' encounter with the rich young ruler, is that that guy was greedy, and his greed kept him from giving and kept him from coming to Christ. Well, we'll uh, share some different thoughts on that next week as we look at the rich young ruler and more of the words of Jesus and why he taught two covenants. That's coming up next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.